Hey, hey, Podnut teams. Welcome to Mini PC Show, Big Talk Little Machines. This is episode 111. Not that I'm a numerologist, but I'm pretty sure that's a pretty important number. Uh, my name is Dorothy Geek, uh, owner operator of Podnuts and Mini PC enthusiast. Uh, I will say uh, a little quick update before we start anything off on the last show. Um, Yo! Yeah, before we start this show off, I just want to give a quick update, uh, cons- considering what the where the last show kind of like let off, and that is that uh, some people can't join on time because it's much too difficult. Um, day You're talking about me? The last, I'm talking about everybody. Uh, talking uh, after the last show, very next day, I went and had an appointment with an orthopedic surgeon who swore up and down he didn't believe I needed surgery. He's the professional. I'm not. He's the expert. I'm not. He went to many years of college. I didn't. With that stated, he was nearly 70 years old, so I'm not sure how much I trust him so far. But he gave me a cortisone shot. 90% of the pain easily is gone. Um, I've been hit by cars. I've been stabbed. I've had multiple broken bones and multiple kidney stones. Every day I wake up, I'm waking up in pain, but I'll say it's manageable. So for the future, all shows should go back at least to moderate normal patterns and i will say i want to thank our patreon supporters uh if you would like to be a patreon supporter it is super easy just go to patreon.com slash the mini pc show uh and this show is brought to you by mark d thank you very much mark d you've been a long time patreon supporter uh for at least two years now so i definitely want to thank everyone for their support and say hello right now on the um audio here in the mumble chat we have two fellows hooking up and that is uh rich and brett how's everything going brett it's going pretty good um can't complain you know i'm still uh still building my stuff still having fun and uh trying to keep keep away from uh getting sick at least yeah i've been uh been inside for a while uh i've got quite a few 3d printers now running so uh but other than that i'm i've been doing some uh home automation with the with the mini pc stuff that's been pretty fun hey door i'm not hearing you can i ask is it from scratch or are you building on top of there brett um i'm working on uh on top of what's called home assistant which is a pretty well-known open source project it's been uh let's see i have most of my lights set up I have uh actually all this is in an RV so I have a I have a pretty big Xeon server running all my media stuff but uh all the little stuff like the uh all the light automations I have a bunch of uh little ESP ESP32s running uh running little Wi-Fi sensors uh different ones running different things I have a plan to do uh Quite a bit, actually, and I'll I'll get more into that if you guys want to hear about it. But uh, but yeah, it's it's I'm really having a lot of fun just trying to automate this uh, this older motorhome. Oh, older, to say the least. I oh, wouldn't call it older. Me. I would call it a classic. Yes. Yeah. From uh, this one's from '74, I believe. Yeah, this oh. one's a '74. It's almost as old. So as is that fiberglass? Fiberglass, uh, aluminum, GMC uh, motorhome. Uh, front wheel drive. Front, front wheel drive. Yeah, it's the front wheel drive one. So it's a Toronado type setup. Toronado front end. Yep. The turbo uh, hydromatic 425 transmission. Actually, well, actually, the yes, the transmission is that, but it's got a uh, it's got a 502. Uh, Pedal uh, No, no, no. 502 marine motor swapped into it. Yeah. It's oh. got the uh, the Mercruiser, I guess it is. Uh, I got it like this, but it's a uh, fuel injected. Uh, Oh, nice. Yeah, from 2013, it has about 3,000 miles on it when I got it. Um, yeah, it's I got real, I'm real fortunate with this one. It's uh, It's been doing really good for me. Very cool. And Rich, uh, how has your week been? How how are you doing, my man? Good, good. Um, so I, I guess the, the major change, one, you know, welcome to Fraz or the Hughes Compound Southern Command. Uh, I will not be going back to work. They just announced that we will not be going back to work in 2020. So well, I'm getting physically. rid of... Yeah, correct. Thank you. I am getting rid of the Orlando Command. Uh, so I'm going to close shop there. I, I think I'm going to spend a week up there in uh, 
because there's a place in Orlando that does powder coating on rims. So I'm going to bring my car, get the rims done. I'm going to get a rim job. And uh, <laughs> I was waiting for you to spit. I timed that while no, you were drinking. I Joel. try not to. <laughs> Uh, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, the, is, I, I hate, look, I know people are suffering with COVID. Uh, I don't need to be gleeful about it, but COVID's been pretty, pretty good to me. Yeah, well, not me. <laughs> well, not my state, I should say. Well, he, Rich is in Florida. So, I mean, each, oh, person minute, has yeah. their own, each person has their own story. And I'll say this. I am perfectly fine if I never have to physically interact with another human being for the rest of my life. I agree with that. I'm unique. It's not what you said to me last night, Tor. Well, that wasn't that was virtually. Um, that was also what I heard was in confidence, but you know, I was told so. Yeah. Uh, well, and I just want to really quick the last show in a sling, which my doctor cussed at me. I haven't had too many doctors like really say a cuss word to me, but he said, "Get that blanking thing off of your arm." The sling. He said the worst thing for you to do is not to move. Okay. Um, so the last show, I was completely discombobulated, trying to hit the mute button, trying to change screens, trying to, and it was just such a cluster there until Rich came on and saved me and allowed me to move the touch slower is the way that I'll put it. So now with that said, one of the things I tried to talk about the last show, but I didn't was the fact that I bought this Lilygo T-Watch 2020. You got the watch, which is an ESP 32 oh. based watch and it was i want to say only 30 bucks after shipping maybe 40 bucks um it's not the most powerful it's not the most dramatic it's not the most impressive it's not the most whatever insert expletive there but here's the selling features of it main chip esp32 1.5 lcd compactive touchscreen lithium battery uh tri-axle accelerometer touchscreen chirp chip sorry infrared signal sensor so it's not gonna be able to control your television but it can basically receive infrared signals uh, i like that i think that opens that's, up some possibilities yeah yeah uh speaker vibrating motor rtc clock even when the battery goes dead you plug it back in it didn't lose time kind of thing it has real-time clock battery now with all that said if i did not have the intuition to search after getting this, it is unbelievably useless for somebody because it was billed as and sold as a true hacker's clock. So when you get it's it, a, it's still a dev board, right? When you get it, the a screenshot that you're promised looks like there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, a whole bunch of activities, a whole bunch of sensors, a whole bunch of everything. This is a face that is not even installed, nor does it work when you do install it. It's just a, like a show board. This is Are you a, kidding? This is a development platform where what what they intend you to do is to literally load up Arduino IDE and hack yes. on code, which is fair. Fine. I'm, I'm, I'm very okay with that. Um, the only thing that works out of the box is it does work as a clock. It does work as a watch. It does work as a touchscreen. You can connect. It's really hard to see. You can connect via Wi-Fi um, to a place, enable uh, the um, uh, NPC clock. And then after that, it's up to you to write code in Arduino and hack. And yes, Rich, your watch was six times the price. And the only thing, the only yes, thing Rich's watch has on price. you, the this only thing Rich's watch bucks. has on you is, uh, is the uh, spinning bezel. Everything else... I like the I like the uh, the little one better because I can Damn, program my Brett, own. You're you're right on it, man. He knows his stuff, and I have one too. <laughs> and and what I wish was that the knob was a spinny tool because that would help a lot, I think, with the functionality. Um, yeah, I agree. So this that, is really just yeah. a hacker's toy. This is nothing serious, is the way well, they put don't it. Don't get me wrong. It, it's kind of like you know some guys in in the gun community have five hundred dollar knives, and I I refuse to spend that much on a knife that. I've never actually lost a knife, but I've misplaced them for long periods of time, and I just found two. Uh, that's why I buy $30 knives. And they're like, and I, I'm goofing with this one guy, like he's real serious about his knives. You know, he buys Microtech $500 knives. And I'm like, look, just get a subscription on Amazon for a $30 Weston, get one cent every month, don't even sharpen them. You know, <laughs> just get another yeah. one. So I, I, I think I was like really grinding his gears on that. but. Anyhow, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm bougie because I got a $200 watch. That um, The main reason I got the watch is because my daughter got one and then my wife, monkey see, monkey dude, you know, as far as the Apple watch stuff, and I'm not an Apple guy. 
If so, I'm like, hey, if we're all raiding the piggy bank, I might as well get one. And I kind of like it. I mean, I wear it on a regular basis, so it's more than just kind of. Um, but don't get me wrong. A 20 or $30 watch really gets me excited, you know, whether it's a pine watch or, you know, whatever it may be. Well, what's what's cool about both the, the Samsung watch and the... Um... And and the little the little Go Watch is the Go Watch is kind of like the very first. If you want to think about it, it's it's kind of like the very first uh, Raspberry Pi. It's I'm not saying in terms of the hardware is going to get super better. I'm saying in terms of the software is going to get better. The the hacker community, the the especially the ESP32 guys, um, they're going to take that and run. And uh, I like the idea a lot. In fact, I was going to order one of those because I want to make a uh, a random automated. Um, I have I have a little old application on one of my Androids that's called uh, Stay on Task. It's a little app that just vibrates and uh, and it every between ten and fifteen minutes you can set it you know to randomly in between those times and it'll just ask you Are you working? It's nothing special. But I've always wanted one on a watch, and that's what I would make. Yeah, that's so, kind of like the uh, palm, palm, palmerito. Yeah, the the pomodoro, I think. It pomodoro, is. Pomo- thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, yeah, very, yeah, basically that because I have a a little bit of a uh, well, staying on task has never been an easy thing for me. So, Brett, I got a question for you. Uh, have you checked out? There's a home assistant app for the watch. Have you checked it out? I think so, and I think the the that I could get it to work, but so so the the reason the reason I haven't checked it out is because I've been running a Pebble Time, and yesterday my Pebble Times watch face or watch uh, band finally broke, so I put the the Samsung one back on yesterday. Um, but uh, I've been running the Pebble for darn near seven years now. No, six years. Oh, cool. But uh, but yeah, it's it's. And the battery still lasts five days. Five days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's especially... And there's, and there's no way this um, ESP in its state right now will come remotely close to five days without, oh, no, yeah. without extreme software optimization. Okay, well, apparently the Garmin that... watch, uh, like the earlier Garmin watches, were good for a stink long time. Yeah, well, it, it's also the, uh, the technology behind the screen. You know the the Pebble always had the e ink. Um, Fitbit bought them out, and I was I was excited because you know Fitbit promised you know we're gonna we're gonna take the the color e ink and make it even better, and they just shut it down. And then you know, and, and then Google bought them, which never ends well. Well, they were kind of whispering from what I heard around the Pebble forums was they were kind of whispering about bringing the at least the e-ink technology back because that's what fitbit bought was the e-ink the color e-ink technology basically but yeah no that never never happened either in fact i heard there was a there was a phone that's coming out with an with a color e-ink if i'm not mistaken but uh, that'd be weird yeah there's at least two or three right now who have been announced with the color e-ink i'll say it like this the question isn't e-ink. The question is e-ink plus refresh rate plus the number of uh, colors you can do. Yes. There, there is a tablet that technology connections, all one word, no link in the notes because we're talking about this on the fly. Technology connections uh, showed a, a I want to say, 256 color tablet, that e-ink tablet that was able to do like 30 frames a second video, which kind wow. of blew my mind. Um, but he said it had to be of a very specific type in a very specific format in a very specific player or else it didn't work. But it's the sign of things to come. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's the uh, proof of concept. And, you know, even the uh, I liked the uh, the old nooks because you could hack them. You could turn them into Android. Tablets. Oh, I got them. Yeah. Yeah. I have I have a couple of them and and I have the the white, the the glow three the white one with the backlight but the problem is i just haven't taken the time to actually uh um, do anything with it but there is a modification that you can increase the refresh rate and it actually looks pretty darn good um but you know that was on one of my older ones but the the refresh rate as long as you like you said as long as you're not watching a video you know a video any kind of any kind of moving 
it's not happy. But so that's, that's an interesting. I've got a couple of color nooks. Uh, I got two of them, and, and they work just fine. The battery life might be kind of crappy on them because the battery probably needs to be changed out. I'm wondering, like, would that be a good home assistant home automation controller just to leave laying around? Well, that's actually one of the one of the things that I've messed around with is using a an old nook as like a calendar. I've always wanted like like a refrigerator calendar. So you have you have it as a touchscreen, and then you have the calendar just up and running all the time. No, no, no. You you need to buy that thirty five hundred dollar refrigerator with the oh, touchscreen yeah. no, built yeah. into no, it. No, that's gonna go right right in. You know, getting room. just using a regular refrigerator. I mean, using no, no. You yeah, you really no, need to go for that, when, especially in two years when the uh, when the updates stop. Yeah, or, and when your refrigerator gets the BSOD. Oh, that'd be even better. Or the sideways, uh, the sideways sideways Android boot loop. Yeah, ne- never good. Um, so I guess what I'll say is first. I said, you know, here's some new hardware I got. Do you guys have any new hardware or hardware experiences that you uh, have witnessed here recently? I don't know how many weeks this has been here. This is like four or five weeks. Haven't opened it yet. But you're super it? excited. I, I'm super excited about this, but I've got all sorts of crap going on. Uh, we, within days of everybody putting out their videos on the 8 gig Pi 4, this showed up like within a day or two of all the video like oh i can do a video real quick and i haven't haven't even haven't even broken the seal okay but now the, the real secret is you're leaving the box closed just in case there's some rona in it it's gonna die right no nah, i'm not a pussy like that oh. look i walked away from two plane crashes f this rona stuff well you can I, i'm not worried about that either so you can send it to me if you need a video made although i can't promise i'll make a video of it exactly it, same here. <laughs> well i mean don't get me wrong. I love the idea of an eight gig Raspberry Pi, but when it comes, when the rubber meets the road, it's I, not very functional. I completely agree. Um, between the Raspberry, oh, that's nice. Between the Raspberry Pi four gig, I think that's as functional as you're going to get as far as a replacement Raspberry Pi for a desktop. Now that that's not saying any other single board computer, which there's a million of them that are better, but as far as the the Raspberry Pi, I think the four gig is is probably the 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 most usable that you can get. You know, because the eight gig I don't think would really add much to it unless you're doing like like in my case virtualization. Of, yeah, virtualization, ton of automation stuff. Right, right. Or there's literally Doctor. software developed explicitly to utilize such a thing. And right now, you know, right now in the middle of 2020, there kind of isn't. Yeah. It's it's not a bad thing. It's just a fact. It's like saying I only have ten fingers. Sure, I might be able to use more, but I only have ten. Yeah. No. Yeah. You you can. No, I completely agree. And until there's something made for it, until there's something, until it's got a specific reason to be made, it's just being made to be made. Or did you know in humans, six fingers is a dominant gene? Um. No. Yes. Come on. Come up with a better one, Dor. I know you're trying. I, t- I can't, but I'm just going to divert the attention and say this combines a company I hate with a product I am living with. But either way, it's news because last month we had the newest supercomputer unveiled, which was three times more powerful than this than the number two supercomputer. And that supercomputer was Fu, Fu, um, Fujitsu in Japan, ARM based, knocked the socks off of everything else. Well, uh, line 93 in the notes, and I think, thank thought, Brett, I did send you an email. You should have got a link for it. Um, line 93 in the notes, Oracle, 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 Who? the most scummy <laughs> company next to Cisco, the most scummy company next to Apple, the most scummy company next to Microsoft, the most scummy company next to, I guess, Novell, um, created a supercomputer wait 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 when you talk scummy companies and you include all of those you gotta say sco unix sco unix i know but do they even exist anymore i don't know okay sco unix um uh over on d zone which is a website i've never heard of reported building the world's largest raspberry pi cluster and it said Oracle's Raspberry Pi supercomputer is the largest Raspberry Pi cluster known to exist. Awarded in one of the top 10 Raspberry Pi projects of 2019 in Tom's Hardware. Never heard of it. 
Of really? Course, I've seen pictures. I know, but of course, Oracle is going to buy Raspberry Pis to make a supercomputer so elitist first-worlders can write articles about it instead of having the Raspberry Pis go to third-world countries where they could actually use it. Congratulations, Oracle. You are as scummy as you promised to be. Well, you also got to remember, that's what they were made for. It's for, you know, and, and that's, that's just awesome. Well, let me rephrase that. You are completely correct, or, you know, where they could have gone, now we'll never get them. And uh, that's, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it looks like it might be a 1,060 node Raspberry Pi cluster, if I, if I, if I read it wow. right. Um, and I'll say, say it like this, you know. Send me a link. Um, it's like the old, old sci-fi thing. Scientists never asked if they should. They just did. Um, I understand the desirability to build all kinds of clusters. I really do. But if the software doesn't exist to explicitly take advantage of such a thing, I don't really know what people are doing with these things. Um, I mean, yes, there's plenty of like folding at home type things. There's plenty of uh, like cloud type systems where you can help solve the mysteries of life and, you know, everything else. But I don't hear about them really too much except for the um, SETI at home one, the folding proteins at home. Um, and that's kind of almost it. Yeah. The, I don't see much of a use for it, but you know, in le- like, like you said, unless there's, unless it's made for a specific reason, if you build it, they will come of course. Hey, all right. So I'm doing a, you know, small cluster project. Um, what is the purpose? What is the goal? I don't know, but I'm not looking to be the biggest. I'm just looking to do something interesting and cool. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree. If you're doing something like that, tell me what your end goal is. You know, like Pine running their infrastructure on it. Now, if Oracle ran their, you know, public-facing website on it, then I'd be impressed. Well, that's what, uh, isn't that what Raspberry Pi did for a while? I don't know if they still do it, but Raspberry yeah. Pi themselves ran it for, as, 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 when the uh, four gig came out, I know they ran it for at least a little while, right? Nothing I'm aware of. The only thing I know they rode ran off of it was their store. Oh, okay. Which wasn't actually a store; it just forwarded people to external so- stores. But I'll say um, now. Speaking of uh, Pine, I'm sorry you guys mentioned it. Line one twenty three in the notes. Um, as long as they keep putting up, I think, what I consider to be relevant information, and as long as they keep being as transparent as they try to be, I'm going to keep publicizing these newsletters. Uh, It's very easy. I am in Pine64 IRC, and in the announcements um, uh, channel, they once a month, they post this, and right now the July update, the biggest update in months. The long and the short of it is the Pine phone is now going to also be sold with a combination USB-C hub for $199. Uh, the phone is 3 gigs of RAM, 32 gig EMMC with a USB-C dock included with hardwired Ethernet. Everything they promise will be completely compatible. This is the dream of the people back in the 70s of the computer in your pocket. Then yeah. you walk up to a full screen, you plug it up, and voila, you have full-blown Linux on your desktop including Linux on your phone type device. That is the big announcement is what I'll say. Um, for 200 bucks for a phone and a USB-C hub that should be compatible with everything that is running mainline Linux, I think is an unbelievably fair price, number one. Um, they repackaged it, and they're going to start selling them again here really soon. Uh, and right now, when you buy the Pine phone, it's going to come shipped with post-market OS, uh, which is one of the ones I do believe they're trying to get Android APKs to run on. Um, Going farther through the newsletter, you can buy a glass-tempered shield. You can buy like a stand-up dock charging station for your Pine phone as well. Then when you get down further, they mention that they're going to try to have more Pinebook Pros ASAP as soon as possible. Mine is still running really rock solid after fixing the initial Pac-Man overwrite issue on their KDE Plasma download. Uh, everything seems to be running just fine. Debian has never flinched. It still runs really good, really snappy. Uh, the Pine Time, they have a small update with, uh, and they do mention that the uh, Pine uh, Cam, the Pine Cube Cam, is going to start being uh, 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 in into in production. But now, the left field news. 
the left field nude news is last month they left a riddle and if you figured out the riddle you would know what they're making well what they're making next they plan on making it's called a pine cil pine soul like a pencil but a pine soul and what it is it is a smart in air quotes soldering iron it's going to be a soldering soldering iron with a system on a chip built into it i have no idea if that's cool i have no idea if that's stupid I have no idea if that's useful. I just know it sounds interesting. Actually, there's a uh, there's a soldering iron that that's that's kind of interesting to me because I know there's a soldering iron that I want called the I think it's the T100 something like that. Um, it is a USB C powered soldering iron. Yeah. Enough amps go through USB C to solder. Well, when it when it goes up to 12 volts, yes. Um, so it needs the quick charge up to 12 volts, but yeah, I have a, uh, I have an eight watt USB soldering iron that actually works for my little lights and stuff, but this one, um, it's got an OLED display with, uh, with temperature and, you know, buttons and all that fun stuff, but this might be an interesting thing because those are relatively expensive but i and no one's ever really said how no one's ever really given them too much praise for except for being a on-site soldering iron that you can use with a power bank but the uh but as far as the soldering that would be pretty interesting for me i i think it would be kind of cool well my favorite is the butane soldering iron i I might be old school internal combustion on my soldering irons but yeah i uh I actually just got a butane one recently um, for the first time. Um, and it's granted it's a Harbor Freight one, but it is very neat. It is interesting and it makes me want to get a real one or a better one. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, I've only had budget butane soldering irons and, and they're definitely handy on the airport ramp when you're soldering that autopilot or navigation and communication radio into your airplane. I'll agree with that. Or uh, like uh, me personally, I have the MPCNC that I've been messing around with for way too long, and resoldering the uh, the leads and stuff. I just don't want to pull out my soldering station, so you know, it makes well, it easy. Well, and I'll say, um, we this is. I think many p all my shows have um, they they like share the same DNA. Linux is about tinkering. Android is about owning your device. Linux is about hackering and tinkering. Mini PC is about the custom little build thing. Um, we in this mindscape who are fans of this kinds of things, we did lose somebody this past week. Grant Inahara, who was, um, I didn't know this, who was the guy who built the robot uh, Jeff on the uh, late night uh, um, interview show with Craig Ferguson. He was the guy that built that. Also, uh, he said, uh, Grant and Hara said he was able to fulfill one of his dreams. He was on the series Star Trek Continues. Uh, if you haven't watched Star Trek Continues, um, he did a damn, damn fine job. Is what I'm going to say. It's being like a cousin of Sulu kind of mentality. Um, Didn't he also play Sulu in, uh, in one of the movies? I'm not going to say no because I couldn't watch any of the other movies. They made me sick um, to my stomach. Yeah, no, I agree. But uh, I'm, I'm, to be honest, uh, I may get thrown off the the show for this. But I'm not a huge Star Trek fan. It's fine. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> but uh, but what I will say um, is, it's really I had a cousin pass away in the same way with a brain aneurysm, and it's it's quick, yeah. but it's it's very sudden. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, and it's, it's upsetting. It's, it really is upsetting because, you know, he, he was one of us. Yeah. And I think, um, it just like upholds one of my core beliefs that nice guys, um, never finish last. You know what I mean? Um, and he just seemed like an unbelievably normal, nice guy. Uh, so So, out of all the Mythbuster guys, he's the one that I figured I would have the best time with. And, uh, you know, somebody might say Jamie, somebody might say, uh, what's the other guy? Uh, Adam. 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 You, you know, Adam banned Ugh. me from his Twitter. I actually met Adam. I actually so met Adam, Adam was... at, a, uh, at a Fusion 360 uh, conference. 
So Adam was SJWing and saying uh, something about income inequality. I'm like, you got money, why don't you share? That was it. I was banned. Yeah. I'll say, but they, anyhow, they, those two both seem, I'll just, in the nicest way I put it, they're high strung. Where Grant and Hara seemed normal strung. Him and uh, the other guy, I want to say Brad? Grant. Uh, Grant Jamie. and. You're talking about Jamie Heineman? No, 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 the other guy. The other normal guy. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Kimmer's name, but both of them seemed, in air quotes, normal. Where Jamie and Adam seem extravagant, like, you know, let them eat cake kind of, you know, stuff. But I digress. Um, you know, the only constant is change. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we just got to just kind of keep moving forward, keep moving forward, never surrender like Garthox Hammer. Um, and the Pine people, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm good with buying, you know, the Lily Go watches. I'm good with buying the O-Droid uh, C4 kind of thing. But my heart right now, I'm doing everything in my power to support Pine 64. And if you out there, listener, um, have any experience with Pine 64, good or bad, don't hesitate. Uh, please let us know. That is PC at Pines.com. And if there is an email I wanted to go over, which I'm actually going to remember this time. Okay, here we go. Uh, from Steve B. Thank you very much, Steve B. You emailed well over a month ago. We're getting to it now. Uh, just caught Mini PC 107 and you were high on Nextcloud. I was using Dropbox for years free until they made the change to a limit of three devices. I didn't know they did that. Um, that doesn't cover the phone, tablet, Win 10, Ubuntu server, test Linux machines, and multiple Raspberry Pi boxes. So I started looking around, ended up on Sync thing s-y-n-c-t-h-i-n-g g-r-c ended up there too you can uh read from page seven on the show notes the only thing i miss is the ability to generate web link and send it to someone to a share file i will say i will never use sync thing because it's not open source uh gibson has made it very clear to him open source is not that important uh he just wanted the ability to synchronize files from machine to machine to machine I want much more than that. I want my own hub where I can do notes. I can do calendaring. I can do emails. I can do syncing. I can do sending. I can do storage. And I can send links that contain expirations. I can contain uh, uh, share links that I are only permitted to certain users. I can also create certain users on my system. So I'm okay with being an administrator of my shared device. Also, it isn't that I want syncing. Syncing is actually a, a uh, bystander of it. I want actual backing up of my files. Um, so I'm a Nextcloud guy all the way. I don't use sync thing. I'm never going to use sync thing. It's not open source. Uh, I'll rather use the old uh, BitTorrent sync, honestly, before I use sync thing. Um, it just doesn't rub me the right way. It's kind of like people who use Telegram versus Signal. Um, if I actually want privacy, I'm actually going to go full privacy and use signal. I don't want to pretend like I have privacy with like telegraph. Yeah. Um, I'm an xCloud, uh, newbie, but, uh, I've been using it for a couple months now and it's, you know, I, I set my, my, uh, family up on it. Um, and everything's synced to my, uh, my little, well, not little, uh, to my, my server, that is entirely too massive to be running in an RV, but it still runs. Um, and so I have that and all my, uh, all my videos, Plex, all that fun stuff. But Nextcloud is definitely, definitely for me, the way to go. Well, and to use as Rich uh, was talking about the pocket knife. If you don't need a Swiss army knife, well, don't buy a Swiss army knife, you know, yeah. just get a buck knife. Buck knife is like sink thing. It literally only does one thing. That's it. It does nothing else. Nextcloud is a multi-headed utilitarian tool that can literally be your hub of your own personal existence. Sync thing is literally nothing more than Microsoft Power Toys put into a web interface is the way that, and I, I really hope it didn't make, make you mad there, Steve, but um, Sync thing is a very, it's just a wrapper on top of our sync, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know what I haven't uh, messed with that, but uh, yeah, I, I like having a Swiss Army knife because um, there's always, you may not always need all the tools, but it's nice to have them. Well, and I understand like the idea of watching the Gremlins where the guy in the beginning of the movie had the all-in-one contraption, but it did nothing any good. 
next cloud is the is the opposite it does yeah. a whole bunch of different things but i don't know a single thing it doesn't do as good as anything else See, in existence i think of next cloud as a framework built around storage uh, it allows you to plug in a stink load of things. In fact, it's great for, you know, a home office type thing or a small office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good starting point. Yeah. Um, okay, now 118 in the notes. This is the kind of thing that I pinged and I immediately said to self, self, if we do a show around this time, I have to talk about this only because it isn't that it fits a perfect need in my ecosystem, but I guarantee you there are people out there who would love the idea of this. Okay. Um, I'm excited because I uh, haven't seen it. Well, it's on cnx-software.com, which is one of the more popular sites we go to. NanoPi Neo 3 headless SBC launched for $20 and up. Okay. Last month we found out Friendly Elect, which I will say Friendly Elect is... They're not like orange pie devices that might catch your house on fire, okay? They're in the middle, okay? But being headless means there's a lot less demand that's put on the device, okay? The uh, Friendly Elect has the brand new NanoPie Neo Tiny SBC powered with the Rockchip 3328, okay? Rockchip 3033 series are among the most developed ARM chip infrastructure solutions that have ever existed period okay the 33 series is becoming very mature okay they basically launched for just $20 and up depending on the amount of ram that you get a super micro computer that literally is about the size of my old nano pie that i'm showing off right here right wow. now uh, that really can do a lot of work as long as you have Correctly Managed Expectations Tangent. Indigo Montoya. Hello, my name is Indigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. He's the master of communication. He did a proper introduction. He told you what he expects. He managed expectations, okay? If you go into this device managing your expectations on what you can get out of it, this can be an actual pretty good device with one to two gigabytes of DDR4 RAM. This is literally like the size of like six micro SD cards. Wow. I mean, it's really difficult to really make everyone understand. This is like literally like four Ethernet adapters big kind well, of size. Well, the Ethernet adapter on it looks bigger than the entire thing just about. It's close. Um, and it does have uh, micro SD, uh, no video output, it's headless, gigabit NIC, uh, USB 1.0 and uh, 2.2.0, it looks like, from the pin headers. Uh, uh, another 26 pin header for UR, SPI, and GPIO. Um, I'm going to tell people right now, if you need a very small, compact computer in your ecosystem, you, it's really difficult to beat the price of this thing. Uh, $20 price tag for the 1 gig version, $25 for the 2 gig version. Okay, I was just going to click order. It's $16 for the postage from China. Well, I'll say with Friendly Elect, if you wait four to six weeks, and if you're in America, you just go to Ameridroid.com and the shipping will be cut easily in half. Easily in half. But it will take at least two to three weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm on... Uh, where do I find that, uh, that watch? Because I'll be ordering one pretty soon, if not tonight. Uh, well, if you were to join us uh, live in the YouTube uh, chat, which we try to post every oh, uh, I don't think I did show, um, it's in there. Uh, it will be in the notes as well. I okay. ordered I ordered mine from uh, Banggood, but the link I was able to find where it says it was on sale right now is t i n d l e dot com Tyndall. But I know I got mine from Banggood. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. This is the one that I, I was looking at. Okay. Perfect. So yeah, I may have to order one. That's cool. I, I remember we were looking at it a while ago, but uh, yeah, that's just, that's so cool. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, I will say there's uh, more than a couple orange pie, new things, more than a couple pocket PC things. Uh, the ripple 20 is still in full effect for all kinds of vulnerabilities. Um, there's more in the realm of like IoT security that's in the notes. Uh, Raspberry Pi Manjaro, Manjaro Plasma 
with Ubuntu 20.04 is also launched. That's pretty important is what I want to say. Uh, UASP. I never heard of this before. UASP, line 113 in the notes, makes Raspberry Pi 4 disk I.O. four times faster. I had hmm. to like read that five times. I had to look at that five times. I had the YouTube videos like three times. What the hell is this guy talking about? Okay. The long and the short of it is UASP stands for a USB type interface that if your mass storage device via USB does support this UASP, you could see two times the speed on the devices. And of course, right now, the devices that support UASP is not an insane number of them, but they do exist. They are out there. So if you're thinking about buying a USB device to go with your mini computer, your Raspberry Pi, and you are insistent that it has lots of speed, UASP is what you need to look for. And it's basically only on uh, USB 3.0 devices. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of thing, I don't know when it came out. I don't know where it came from. I don't know how new it is. I just know the first time I heard about it was last week. I went and did investigations, and it's basically emulating um, uh, SATA over USB is the way that I describe it. Um, So, you know, if you want that Raspberry Pi based, that mini computer based NAS to serve up 8K videos to multiple people, well, you're going to need yourself some UASP. Huh. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm lucky to have a 1080 TV right now, to be honest. Well, and I tell people, look, my eyes suck. I don't need 4K. I don't need 8K. You know, you guys, if you guys insist on having that, you guys keep getting that. For now, I'm fine. I'm fine with, with what I got. So here's here's where I'm at. 42, 43 inches is good at 1080p. Above 50 inches, you really need 4K. Um, I've got a 70 inch 4K looks great. So you guys thinking you need 8K at 70 inches? I think you're you're missing the boat. Well, maybe they have great vision. I don't know. Um, there was another line in the notes I really wanted to talk about, and I want to say it's line 120 in the notes. After I click that, and I say 120 in the notes because everybody seems to have an opinion about this either being fantastical or about being utterly stupid. And nobody seems to give like meh in the middle. Everyone either loves it or hates it. And it is uh, Lil Putin, which I will say the next site I'm going to probably just give money to every year. It's probably Lil Putin because I get so much of my information from them. Um, The article is entitled the Lenovo Yoga X leaks suggest it's an Android tablet that's also a monitor. So it's basically a tablet that will enable you to plug up and use as an external monitor uh, when you're not using it as a tablet. Some people think this is the stupidest thing they've ever heard in their life. I personally think this could be unbelievably useful. I agree. I've done it. Um, not with uh, not with anything native, but uh, having a, a second screen that you can put on anything especially a uh especially a laptop is great but having it also be an android tablet that'd be awesome so what's the size on this because that, that's what i'm looking for i honestly do not see if it's less than 13 i'm going to be mildly disappointed so this is one of the concepts i've been talking about and talked about a number of times uh on on the podcast here is uh, I kind of dock my MacBook Pro, and I've only been using my MacBook Pro here, but I do bring it with me when I go to Orlando. And I'd love to be able to have something, you know, slightly better than a smart monitor and maybe like a high-end tablet that would interface with my keyboard, and I still could do something rudimentary if I sat down at my desk. That would be fantastic. So I, I kind of like the idea. Well... The I'm kind of doing something somewhat similar, I guess you could say. Um, it is I have virtual machines running on my server, but I run them with a pass through with a graphics card. So I have all my video games. Well, mostly my 3D CAD stuff, but the one video game I do play um, 
I have it running through that, but I also have, it's not quite RDP, but it is, it does go 60 frames per second. Um, and you can log on to it from anywhere. So it's, it is a remote PC software that I can run on my old Note 8 tablet from 2013. Um, it has Android 4.4 on it, and it can run the software with, you know, pretty good, you know, pretty good quality, you know, and it's, uh, you know, it, it can go through at 4K. I don't have a 4K monitor, so I don't need one, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a good, it's, it, I think you've actually talked about it. It's that Parsec. Um, and then, yeah, I use that just as my base, um, login and it's a it's a great system and i can swap over virtual machines whenever i want so what vm infrastructure are you using i use uh unraid and i use okay. yeah and i i have a bunch of dockers on that and you know i'm still very new at it so i don't know much about it but i'm having fun with it oh good deal that's the point um i will say nothing is saying the size of a tablet and i'll say it like this i have actually sat down and thought about this device becoming real, this Lenovo X-Yoga. Part of me is like, when I unplug it as being a secondary device, I don't know what I would want more. It to be an Android tablet or for it to be a Chrome OS tablet. Because um, sometimes I literally just want to log into my tiny, tiny RSS. Sometimes I just want to do some light browsing. Uh, I'm never the kind of person who picks up a device like that and says, I want to play games. Um, to me, is really the yeah. only true advantage I see on an Android-type device. Um, but it at least made me think, and I'll tell you this, there's a lot of devices in the last three months I've looked at have not made me think at all. And this at least made me question about what what would I want, what could I use? Yeah, um, I'm not a big, especially, like like I said, there's one one video game I play at a time, usually, and, and it's, you know... It's nothing special, but for me, being able to have a second screen that I can that I can um, look at drawings with, look at uh, look at CAD drawings, and be able to do some sort of fusion on it. Um, my big thing was always presenting. I always wanted a way to sit down with someone and have my tablet project onto a little TV that, or what my original use case was to have a tablet that projected onto a, onto a projector at a dinner table. So I could talk about what I'm doing, do this and do that, but also have them see whatever I want them to see. Not so much being a mirrored screen, but uh, yeah, that was, that was always my thought and it. And maybe this is something that could be part of that. Yeah. Back in the day, I want to say, an application I used that did a similar thing over the internet was called cruise control. We were supposed to like an ocean cruise and I was the captain and I would do stuff and you would see it on your screen kind of thing. I, I will say, I do like the idea of that. Um, there's not going to be a link in the notes cause I forgot to put a link to it. But one of the things that Brett made me aware of a month ago was I'm going to, I might get the names wrong, but it doesn't matter because it technically doesn't exist anymore. It was called Raspbian X Nighthawk edition. Yes. But it doesn't exist anymore. No. Um, they took that and they took an Apple-like interface and combined them into one interface called Twister OS. Yeah. Okay. Now, Twister OS, I'm technically running right now up here as my uh, monitoring device is the way I put it, monitoring the stream, monitoring the feeds, monitoring everything. Um, and what it is trying to be is trying to be an unbelievably complete desktop operating system with extremely sharp sharp graphics and one of the technologies that it pulls in is called box 86 i've had unbelievably marginal success with it but they admit this is super new okay box 86 lets you install on a raspberry pi the full actual steam client and says it can allow you to run linux compatible steam games on a raspberry pi uh, if this kind of thing actually does get some traction and get some people behind it and get some testers and get some people to, to actually put some code onto this thing, I'm afraid how powerful this is going to be in like a year. Granted, 
you're not going to run Red Dead. You're not going to run Crisis. You're not going to run, you know, all these things. But it would shock me if there would be a healthy number of, especially classic games, you could yeah. run on this thing through Steam and it just run perfectly fine. And now, the people who don't know, the biggest advantage to using Steam means... You can load it up here, play it, and then when you load it up someplace else, you continue exactly where you left off. That it's unbelievable, unbelievably desirable to a large section of people. Yeah, no, I uh, agree with that. And you know the 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 fact that you brought that up again made me think because uh, I've been trying to get my dad to, you know, he's got an old computer, Windows Eight, that he just does not. It, it's not good, but. Uh, he plays all of his games on uh, Chrome, on like just the web browser. So it, it's it's a thought. I could I could probably get most of his stuff running on just a uh, Pi Four. Be an interesting little test or six of them. Right, right, right. Well, there was another link in here that I hoped would get more traction. Hope would you know come to fruition to be more common kind of thing, but I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Line one seventeen in the notes. Tiny O, I'm sorry, Tiny I-O Gear, GUD 3C 460 USB-C docking station turns your Android smartphone into a desktop. Now, we've heard this before, okay? The difference is this is not owned by an individual company. This is not a Samsung thing. This is trying to be a more universal thing. For those in the know, it's like MHL five years ago, okay? I missed that. Yeah, I know, I know. But it wasn't picked up by enough people because you had to have the MHL chip. Yeah, and you had device. to have the adapter, and then, yeah, it just, it, the adapters wouldn't work with everything, right? Right, well, yeah, there was a, uh, I want to say it was literally what is 8MHL.com would tell you every device that had it in it, and there was a good amount, but wasn't close to every. This is more compatible with the base chips that are in more USB-C devices now. If you have like a first gen phone with USB-C, I guarantee you this won't work. If you have something in the last three to six months with USB-C, I can almost bet you it would work in your device. Okay, think of your phone with an equally width device for like an inch and a half deep. You would literally plug up to the bottom of your device and in the bottom of your device, you would then be given three ports, if I'm not mistaken. You will get a 3.5 jack, you will get a USB-C jack and a full USB-A jack, which also does have USB-C pass-through for power. So literally, you could plug this thing up to the bottom of your phone, get a full desktop off of it, and for those who don't know, Android for the last two versions has had a hidden desktop mode in the operating system that they haven't surfaced just yet. It's the kind of thing... With Microsoft completely going into the Microsoft gravy train of Android, I guarantee you this kind of ecosystem, it's going to happen. The only question is when, um, sooner versus later. And I do think this is the technology that they are both going to use, where it's just simple, generic USB-C devices plugging up, which will give you uh, HDMI output up to 4K 60 hertz. USB-C pass-through technology, and USB 2.0 Type-A connectors, which is the full-size connectors, and a 3.5-millimeter jack. I don't. I mean, the yeah. only thing I would need more is an Ethernet jack, but I don't need that. I would just want that. Well, you could you could hook up an Ethernet jack to the uh, USB 3. Point, uh, the USB 3. True, true, true. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, and like right now, it does work on the Huawei Mate 10 Pro, which is easily a year old but when it was launched it was billed as being like the most top performing highest end flagship type device that they put out actually um i have a an lg v20 that actually puts out the same thing it'll uh it'll i had it set up for a while on started with an a it was some app that that gave it a desktop but it would stream a second display so it was basically the Samsung DeX when the Samsung DeX first came out, only it was better. But it right. just never got really traction. Yeah, and I mean, this thing's only 40 bucks. Uh, the only downside, oh, wow. they say, is 
the length of the USB-C socket might mean you have to take your phone out of the case for this to fully connect. And if that's the worst thing to happen, that's then not you that can bad. grind down your case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I always do. Yeah, so that's the kind of thing I just have to bring once in a while when it comes. Uh, it's the kind of thing we're, you know, as long as it gets some popularity, as long as it gets some traction, don't be shocked if I buy one in like, you know, five months or so. And the main reason I'm not buying one right now is because I really, my device is a low end device. I have USB-C, but I need to uh, actually figure out the actual spec you have to have on your board uh, to be sure whether or not this is going to work or not, because I'm not sure it will. I thought it was a Thunderbolt spec that needed to be met. Ah, Thunderbolt 3 compatible is the main requirement that will um, make it either work or not work. And I don't believe my phone is true Thunderbolt 3 compatible. Okay, well, I'll ask you guys, uh, did you guys have a chance to peruse the notes at all? Was there anything in your life, in your streams and feeds that you thought was uh, cool and wanted to share? Not uh, too much different things going on right now to to really narrow down, but uh, hopefully by next week I'll have a few. Uh, well, by next time I'll have a few new things to uh, talk about because uh, I have a few things I'm working on. Let's just put it that way. Roger, Roger. Yeah, hey, George, you kind of covered everything I wanted to talk about. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna call it a good job. Well, the one thing I'm gonna make sure the two things I'm gonna say is one. Everything that we didn't, everything that passed by our boats in the night will be in the notes, even things we didn't talk about. So you, the listener, take a look at the notes. If there's things we should have talked about, let us know. One thing that will be highlighted in the notes, I will try that I didn't talk about because I'm not sure how to feel about it yet is uh, line 100 in the notes. Canonical has launched a Ubuntu appliance project for container-like apps based on Ubuntu core snap packages, the first five free appliances provide AdGuard, Mosquito, MQTT server, NextCloud, OpenHab, and a couple more. So Ubuntu has decided to start focusing on Raspberry Pi-specific development. Um, They're not a company that's swimming in money, okay? So for them to do this, they believe this is becoming ever more important. Uh, I believe it's becoming ever more important. I'll agree with that. Yeah, I think it is too. Yeah, so I'll say, if you think it's becoming ever more important, do not hesitate. Shoot us an email. Minipc at podnuts.com is the absolute simplest, straightforwardest way to get in contact with us. If you want to support us, patreon.com slash the minipc show. If you want to contact me directly, it's... uh, uh, DoorDoorGeek at gmail.com. If you want to contact the network, especially, that's mail at podnuts.com. If people want to uh, catch up with you, Brent, what's the easiest, quickest way? Easiest way is uh, probably Hanson underscore 3D uh, on Instagram. It's just uh, that's pretty much the only main mainstream thing I do anymore. So that's about it. Yeah, and then uh, I think I can, I think I've got Brett Hanson PC um, at Gmail. Of course, spelled H-A-N-S-E-N on both. Gotcha, gotcha. And Rich, if people want to hook up with you, can't hear you. Oh, you mean i got to push the push to talk button. So flyingrich.com on the internet and uh, Flying Rich Official on the grams. And, of course, my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash flyingrich. Very cool, very cool. I know it's been a while since I've highlighted, so I'm going to say this. I'm going to say thank you to the last five people who have supported us on Patreon. Uh, we have Russell, we have Mark, we have Chad, we have Stephen W. and Larry B. Uh, thank you guys for all the support. Uh, without you guys actively throwing me support, I'm going to admit I might get discouraged. Without you guys actively throwing me support, I might admit once in a while I might ask for money from vendors, from corporations, from industries, from people who are less genuine than you guys, the listeners. Um, So I want to thank everyone for their support. I want to thank everyone for their emails. Thank everyone for their feedback. And if you want to send us a voicemail, 7076-PODNUT is unbelievably frictionless. Or on your mobile device, you can simply record a WAV file or an MP3 and just shoot me that. I can play that as well on the show. Um, Don't forget, 
support those who support you. And if you crave big talk, little machines, I feel pretty comfortable in saying nobody has your bases covered like mini PC show. And I say that because I subscribe to over 150 podcasts. And if you want to know more about that, you can subscribe to the revolving door. It's sub three minute reviews of everything I listen to and every other mini computer podcast out there sucks horrible bollocks period thanks everyone for their support and i'll talk to everyone again real soon hi this is matt from the mrp tech podcast i would like to invite you all to take a listen to my show the mrp tech podcast on the Podnuts network the theme for my show is everyday tech for everyday people we talk about windows mac linux ios android chrome os and anything else technology related you can find us on itunes and you can find us by searching in any podcatcher. We hope you take a listen and let us know what you think.